Good morning, friends. Today is Saturday, September 5th, 2020. Our readings for this morning are Psalm 30 and 32, Psalms 30 and 32, rather, Job 22, 1 through 4, and 21 through 21 through 237 is what my list says here, but I'm not so sure about that. Hang on. Yeah. Okay. So we'll figure that out when we get there. (laughs) It's either a long reading or the chapters are very short. Acts chapter 13 verses 26 through 43 and the Gospel of John, chapter 10, verses 1 through 18. God is spirit, and those who worship must worship in spirit and in truth. Dearly beloved, we have come together in the presence of Almighty God, our Heavenly Creator, to set forth God's praise, to hear God's holy word, and to ask for ourselves and on behalf of others, those things that are necessary for our life and our salvation. And so that we may prepare ourselves in heart and mind to worship God, let us kneel in silence and with penitent and obedient hearts confess our sins, that we may obtain forgiveness by God's infinite goodness and mercy. God of all mercy, we confess that we have sinned against you, opposing your will in our lives. We have denied your goodness in each other, in ourselves, and in the world you have created. We repent of the evil that enslaves us, the evil we have done, and the evil done on our behalf. Forgive, restore, and strengthen us, through our Savior Jesus Christ, that we may abide in your love and serve only your will. Amen. Almighty God, have mercy on us. Forgive us all our sins through the grace of Jesus Christ. Strengthen us in all goodness, and by the power of the Holy Spirit, keep us in eternal life. Amen. O God, let our mouth proclaim your praise and your glory all the day long. Praise to the holy and undivided Trinity, one God, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Alleluia. The Holy One is in our midst. O come, let us worship. Come, let us sing to God. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before God's presence with thanksgiving and raise to God a shout with psalms. For you are a great God. You are great above all gods. In your hand are the caverns of the earth, and the heights of the hills are yours also. The sea is yours, for you made it, and your hands have molded the dry land. Come, let us bow down and bend the knee, and kneel before God our Maker. For you are our God, and we are the people of your pasture and the sheep of your hand. Oh, that today we would hearken to your voice. The Holy One is in our midst. O come, let us worship. 
Psalm 30. I will extol you, O God, for you have drawn me up and did not let my foes rejoice over me. O my God, I cried to you for help, and you have healed me. God, you brought up my soul from Sheol, restored me to life from those gone from among those gone down to the pit. Sing praises to God, O you God's faithful ones, and give thanks to God's holy name. For God's anger is but for a moment, God's favor is for a lifetime. Weeping may linger for the night, but joy comes with the morning. As for me, I said in my prosperity, I shall never be moved. By your favor, O God, you had established me as a strong mountain. You hid your face. I was dismayed. To you, O God, I cried, and to God I made supplication. What profit is there in my death if I go down to the pit? Will the dust praise you? Will it tell of your faithfulness? Hear, O God, and be gracious to me. O God, be my helper. You have turned my mourning into dancing. You have taken off my sackcloth and clothed me with joy, so that my soul may praise you and not be silent. O my God, I will give thanks to you forever. Psalm 32 Happy are those whose transgression is forgiven, whose sin is covered. Happy are those to whom God imputes no iniquity, and in whose spirit there is no deceit. While I kept silence, my body wasted away through my groaning all day long. For day and night your hand was heavy upon me. My strength was dried up as by the heat of summer. Then I acknowledged my sin to you, and I did not hide my iniquity. I said, I will confess my transgressions to God, and you forgave the guilt of my sin. Therefore, let all who are faithful offer prayer to you at a time of distress. The rush of mighty waters shall not reach them. You are a hiding place for me. You preserve me from trouble. You surround me with glad cries of deliverance. I will instruct you and teach you the way you should go. I will counsel you with my eye upon you. Do not be like a horse or a mule without understanding, whose temper must be curbed with bit and bridle, else it will not stay near you. Many are the torments of the wicked, but steadfast love surrounds those who trust in God. Be glad in God and rejoice, O righteous, and shout for joy, all you upright in heart. Praise to the holy and undivided Trinity, one God, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. A reading from Job, chapter 22, verses 1 through 4, and 21 through chapter 23, 7. Then Eliphaz Temanite answered, Can a mortal be of use to God? Can even the wisest be of service to God? Is it any pleasure to the Almighty if you are righteous? 
Or is it gain to God if you make your ways blameless? Is it for your piety that God reproves you and enters into judgment with you? Agree with God and be at peace. In this way, good will come to you. Receive instruction from God's mouth and lay up God's words in your heart. If you return to the Almighty, you will be restored. If you remove unrighteousness from your tents, if you treat gold like dust and gold of Ophir like the stones of the torrent bed, and if the Almighty is your gold and your precious silver, then you will delight yourself in the Almighty and lift up your face to God. You will pray to God and God will hear you and you will pay your vows. You will decide on a matter and it will be established for you and light will shine on your ways. When others are humiliated, you say it is pride for God saves the humble. God will deliver even those who are guilty. They will escape because of the cleanness of your hands. Then Job answered, Today also my complaint is bitter. God's hand is heavy despite my groaning. Oh, that I knew where I might find God, that I might come even to God's dwelling. I would lay my case before God and fill my mouth with arguments. I would learn what God would answer me and understand what God would say to me. Would God contend with me in the greatness of God's power? No. But God would give heed to me. There, an upright person could reason with God, and I should be acquitted forever by my judge. Hear what the Spirit is saying to God's people. Thanks be to God. Canticle 12, A Song of Creation Glorify God, all you works of God. Sing praise and give honor forever. In the high vault of heaven, glorify God. Sing praise and give honor forever. Glorify God, you angels and all powers of God. O heavens and all waters above the heavens, sun and moon and stars of the sky, glorify God. Sing praise and give honor forever. Glorify God every shower of rain and fall of dew, all winds and fire and heat. Through your holy prophets you promised of old to save us from our enemies, from the hands of all who hate us, to show mercy to our forebears and to remember your holy covenant. This was the oath you swore to our forebears, Abraham and Sarah, to set us free from the hands of our enemies, free to worship you without fear, holy and righteous before you all the days of our life. And you, child, shall be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go before God to prepare the way, to give God's people knowledge of salvation by the forgiveness of their sins. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us, to shine on those who dwell in darkness and the shadow of death, and to guide our feet into the way of peace. Praise to the holy and undivided Trinity, one God, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. A reading from Acts chapter 13, verses 26 through 43. 
My siblings, you descendants of Abraham's family and, other, and others who fear God, to us the message of this salvation has been sent. Because the residents of Jerusalem and their leaders did not recognize Jesus or understand the words of the prophets that are read every Sabbath, they fulfilled those words by condemning Christ. Even though they found no cause for a sentence of death, they asked Pilate to have Christ killed. When they had carried out everything that was written about him, they took him down from the tree and laid him in a tomb. But God raised him from the dead, and for many days he appeared to those who came up with him from Galilee to Jerusalem, and they are now his witnesses to the people. And we bring you the good news that what God promised to our ancestors, God has fulfilled for us, their children, by raising Jesus. As also it is written in the second psalm, You are my child. Today I have begotten you. As to God's raising Christ from the dead, no more to return to corruption. God has spoken in this way. I will give you the holy promises made to David. Therefore, God has also said in another psalm, You will not let your Holy One experience corruption. For David, after he had served the purpose of God in his own generation, died, was laid beside his ancestors, and experienced corruption. But the one whom God raised up experienced no corruption. Let it be known to you, therefore, my siblings, that through this person... Forgiveness of sins is proclaimed to you. By this, Jesus, everyone who believes is set free from all those sins from which you could not be freed by the law of Moses. Beware, therefore, that what the prophet said does not happen to you. Look, you scoffers, be amazed and perish, for in your days I am doing a work, a work that you will never believe, even if someone tells you. As Paul and Barnabas were going out, the people urged them to speak about these things again the next Sabbath. When the meeting of the synagogue broke up, many Jews and devout converts to Judaism followed Paul and Barnabas, who spoke to them and urged them to continue in the grace of God. Hear what the Spirit is saying to God's people. Thanks be to God. Canticle 19, the Song of the Redeemed. O ruler of the universe, sovereign God, great deeds are they that you have done, surpassing human understanding. Your ways are ways of righteousness and truth. O ruler of all the ages, who can fail to do you homage, God? and sing the praises of your name. For you alone are the Holy One. All nations will draw near and fall down before you, because your just and holy works have been revealed. Praise to the holy and undivided Trinity, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. The Holy Gospel of our Savior Jesus Christ according to John. John chapter 10, verses 1 through 18. Very truly, I tell you, 
Anyone who does not enter the sheepfold by the gate, but climbs in by another way, is a thief and a bandit. The one who enters by the gate is the shepherd of the sheep. The gatekeeper opens the gate for this one, and the sheep hear this one's voice. This one calls their own sheep by name and leads them out. When they has brought out all their own, they goes ahead of them, and the sheep follow them because they know their voice. They will not follow a stranger, but they will run from the stranger because they do not know the voice of strangers. Jesus used this figure of speech with the Pharisees, but they did not understand what Jesus was saying to them. So again Jesus said to them, Very truly I tell you, I am the gate for the sheep. All who came before me are thieves and bandits, but the sheep did not listen to them. I am the gate. Whoever enters by me will be saved and will come in and go out and find pasture. The thief comes only to kill and destroy. I came that all may have life and have it abundantly. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down their life for the sheep. The hired hand who is not the shepherd and does not own the sheep sees the wolf coming and leaves the sheep and runs away. And the wolf snatches them and scatters them. The hired hand runs away because a hired hand does not care for the sheep. I am the good shepherd. I know my own and my own know me, just as the creator knows me and I know the creator. And I lay down my life for the sheep. I have other sheep that do not belong to this fold. I must bring them also and they will listen to my voice. So there will be one flock, one shepherd. The Holy Gospel of Jesus Christ. Praise to you, Jesus Christ. So today, friends, I have for you a random and somewhat disconnected collection of thoughts on the readings. There you go. <laughs> um, in Psalm 32, verse 5, the latter part says, um, speaks about acknowledging, well, let me just read verse 5. Then I acknowledged my sin to you, and the you here is God. And I did not hide my iniquity. I said I will confess my transgressions to God, and you forgave the guilt of my sin. I think accepting forgiveness is so essential to the healing process. And I think when we don't accept God's forgiveness, we find ourselves either in denial or on the other end, over-confessing and maybe even over-confessing to the wrong people. There's a reason that confession is a sacrament and that it is holy and that it is reserved for the ordained to administer because I think we really need to trust who we confess what we consider to be our sins to. And that person needs to 
really be a conduit for God's grace and forgiveness. Because that is always God's response to us, grace and forgiveness. So if confession is not bringing you grace and forgiveness, then it, it's not being done right. And by right, I mean in the way of love. I pray that we may lift up to God with open hands all that, as we say in our, in our um, corporate confession, all that we've done and all that's been done on our behalf. And also, again, as our corporate confession, those things we have left undone. And I think that was an interesting point from our reading in Job today. Eliphaz is making this point that if the cause for the punishment, because remember we're stuck in this, in this concept that, that anything bad that happens must be punishment for a sin that you have committed. And so Eliphaz says to Job basically, well, if it's nothing that you've done, then it must be something that you haven't done. And then there's a very beautiful and important transition. What you haven't done is go to God and be with God. Because, as verse 26 says to God, lift up your face, pray to God, and God will hear you. I think there's a really important message here for us today. You can't earn favor and blessing by what you do or by what you don't do. Let me say that again. You cannot earn favor and blessing by what you do or abstain from doing. Rather, the way to experience joy and blessing in your life is through the love of God. And we enter into a love relationship with God by valuing God, as Job 25 says here, if the Almighty is your gold and your precious silver. By valuing God above everything else. By removing the false idols that we have put in place of God. Our relationship with God is this beautiful holy mathematics. That what we invest in it, we get back multiplied. So come to God. Come to God with all the value and all of the love that you have, and God will take that and multiply it beyond any fathomable reason. And the love of God has more to offer 
than the greatest wealth on earth. Maybe that's what Job was missing. I think that it's what many of us are missing today. And I think that the message for us in Acts today is that when one of us gets it, we all get it. The writer of Acts is saying here that that we, the heirs through Christ, receive what God promised to our ancestors our holy ancestors in Christ. So we get the blessings that God promised David. And when one of us receives, all of us receive. We all, as Melinda Gates would say, we all rise together. In that moment of lift, we all rise together. God's love and the joy and blessing that come to us through God's love are not in limited quantity. They are not a scarce commodity. Your receiving does not mean that there is less for me. That is another aspect of God's holy mathematics. More given equates with more to give. And there is not a storehouse of love and blessing that is depleted. Rather, with holy magic, it just keeps growing. I know this might sound silly, But I think if we could recognize this, and I believe it with all of my soul to be true, then we would stop fighting each other. We would stop being afraid of losing what we have or afraid of not gaining enough. The scarcity mentality that causes this unhealthy competition would cease. And so I pray for us each to go to God in love and be filled to overflowing. To do our best when we see another feeling scarce and empty, to direct that person to God and God's love, to pour over the love that God has given us to them and to lead them with gentleness and love to the source of all love. 
our God, the holy and indivisible Trinity. Lastly, I want to talk about our gospel reading. Two things here. The first about the difference between the hired hand and the shepherd. The hired hand does not call the sheep their own. The hired hand is not invested in the sheep. And this might not be the message that you were expecting on this reading today, but I, I personally had an epiphany this morning that I've made some major mistakes in my life by getting carried away and over-investing without discerning. So I end up promising more than I can or should give because out of all good intention, I have over-invested myself with a person or activity. And so one of the things that I am learning to do right now in my own personal spiritual path is to slow down to the rhythm of my soul. Not rushing headlong into what looks good or familiar on the surface, but pausing for a few beats of my heartbeat and soul beat together in harmony and digging a little deeper. And when I find what I'm looking for, when I find what is true and holy, I will recognize it because Christ, my shepherd, has been speaking to me, their sheep, all along. Like a parent reading stories to a child in their womb before I knew or could see or could name Christ, Christ was speaking love into my soul. So I will recognize love when I find it. I will recognize truth when I look for it. But I have to take a breath and look a little deeper. So that's something I'm learning to do. And then the second thing about um, this reading is, oh, I love this. I love this. Verse 16. I have other sheep that do not belong to this, and I would insert the word particular. So I have other sheep that do not belong to this particular fold. I must bring them also, and they will listen to my voice. 
So there will be one flock, one shepherd. We people will all come together. And I do not believe that Jesus meant that all the sheep must be alike. I think that's bull crap or sheep poop in this case. And I don't think he calls them all the same way. I don't know a whole lot about sheep, but I I do know that there are different kinds. And I know that there are different colors. And Christ isn't saying, I'm going to make all the sheep the same, and then they're going to be one flock. He's not saying, I'm going to call them all the same way. So I believe that Christ calls me, speaks to me in a way that I can hear as though he is speaking my soul language. And I believe that he speaks to my sister in the depths of Africa in the language of her soul so that she can hear and understand. And I think that their relationship, her worship, if you will, it looks different than mine does because she is different and their relationship is different. And that is okay. We are still the same fold and the same shepherd. And I think this is what Christ meant. I'm here with y'all now, speaking your soul language, calling you by the name I wrote on your heart before you were even born. And I'm also going to go over there and speak their soul language to them. And that's the way that we're all connected. We are all connected through Christ. We are sheep of the same fold because we have the same shepherd, not because we look the same, speak the same, or worship the same, or use the same names to call things. May we embrace our differences. May we love with the love of Christ the different looking, sounding, and acting sheep that belong to the same fold because they have the same shepherd. May we recognize that in and through love we are all connected. We are all part of the divine. I pray that we value the divine in each other more than anything. And that out of love, we give each other the space and the resources, the nurturing to grow and contribute. I am so excited to see what this world will be like when we are all working together with Christ as its co-creators. 
I pray all this in the holy name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Let's say together the affirmation of faith. We believe in God, the nurturer and teacher, from whom is named every family in heaven and on earth. We believe in Jesus Christ, begotten of divine love, who lives in our hearts through faith and fills us with that love. We believe in God, the Holy Spirit. She strengthens us with power from on high. We believe in one God, source of all being, love incarnate, spirit of truth. Amen. Hear our cry, O God, and listen to our prayer. Let us pray. Our Creator in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your dominion come, your will be done, on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Save us from the time of trial and deliver us from evil. For the sovereignty, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. Save your people, God, and bless your inheritance. Govern and uphold them, now and always. Day by day we bless you. We praise your name forever. God, keep us from all sin today. Have mercy on us, God, have mercy. God, show us your love and mercy, for we put our trust in you. In you, God, is our hope, and we shall never hope in vain. A Collect for Saturdays Almighty God, who after the creation of the world rested from all your works and sanctified a day of rest for all your creatures, grant that we, putting away all earthly anxieties, may be duly prepared for the service of your sanctuary, and that our rest here upon earth may be a preparation for the eternal rest promised to your people in heaven, through Jesus Christ our Savior. Amen. Let us use as we have been the prayer attributed to St. Francis as our prayer for mission. God, make us instruments of your peace. Where there is hatred, let us sow love. Where there is injury, pardon. Where there is discord, union. Where there is doubt, faith. Where there is despair, hope. Where there is darkness, light where there is sadness, joy. Grant that we may not so much seek to be consoled as to console, to be understood as to understand, to be loved as to love. For it is in giving that we receive, it is in pardoning that we are pardoned, and it is in dying that we are born to eternal life. Amen. I'd like to pray also special prayers for the absent. O God, whose tender care reaches to the uttermost parts of the earth, we humbly beseech you graciously to behold and bless those whom we love, now absent from us. Defend them from all dangers of soul and body, and grant that both they and we 
drawing nearer to you. May be bound together by your love in the communion of the Holy Spirit and in the fellowship of the saints. Through Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. I'd like also to pray a couple of healing prayers from Enriching Our Worship, Volume 2. For one suffering from mental distress, Blessed Jesus, in the comfort of your love, we lay before you the memories that haunt the anxieties that perplex her, the despair that frightens her, and her frustration at her inability to think clearly. Help her to discover your forgiveness in her memories and know your peace in her distress. Touch her, O God, and fill her with your light and your hope. Amen. For people with diseases for which there is no cure, Loving God, your heart overflows with compassion for your whole creation. Pour out your spirit on all persons living with illness for which we have no cure, as well as their families and loved ones. Help them to know that you claim them as your own. Deliver them from fear and pain, and send your archangel Raphael to minister to their needs. For the sake of Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. We pray also for protection. Christ, light of light, brightness indescribable, the wisdom, power, and glory of God, the word made flesh. You overcame the forces of Satan, redeemed the world, then ascended again to the creator. Grant us, we pray, in this tarnished world, the shining of your splendor. Send your Archangel Michael to defend us, to guard our going out and coming in, to bring us safely to your presence, where you reign in the one holy and undivided Trinity, to ages of ages. Amen. And the general thanksgiving. Almighty God, giver of all mercies, we, your co-creators, give you humble thanks for all your goodness and loving kindness to us and to all whom you have made. We bless you for our creation, preservation, and all the blessings of this life, but above all for your immeasurable love in the redemption of the world by our Savior, Jesus Christ. For the means of grace and for the hope of glory, and we pray, Give us such an awareness of your mercies that with truly thankful hearts we may show forth your praise, not only with our lips but in our lives, by giving up ourselves to your service and by walking before you in holiness and righteousness all our days. Through Jesus Christ, our Savior, to whom with you and the Holy Spirit be honor and glory throughout all ages. Amen. Let us bless God. Thanks be to God. The grace of our Savior Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us all evermore. Amen.
We live without fear, for our Creator has made us holy, has always protected us, and loves us as a good mother loves her children. We go now in peace to follow the good road, and may God's blessing be with us always. Amen.